Welcome to Lessing GreenStep HR podcast. My name is Kati Tuovinen and I'm responsible for HR services at GreenStep. Today we will talk about remote work abroad and take the employer's perspective. I worked in HR over 20 years and remote work has changed as a concept a lot. But at the same time, international teamwork has been there all the time. So especially Finnish growth companies are trying to find best ways to expand to international markets and at the same time do their best to keep and attract the best talent. So today I have Jenni Laurikainen, HR from Housepace with me to discuss the opportunities and challenges remote work abroad have for employers. Welcome Jenni. Thank you. Thank you. Very nice to be here with you and we have an exciting topic to discuss. Would be great to hear briefly about you, Jenni. So would you tell a little bit about yourself? Yes. So hi, everyone. My name is Jenni Laurikainen and I'm leading our HR and uh, culture operations at Housebase. And few words about Housebase. We are online platform which enable basically working whenever and wherever and uh, use the most um, use cases. What our, our customers are using is uh, having learning programs, event, webinars, organizational development projects. Uh, etc. in our platform. And our mission is create a better work life uh, now and the future, add more purpose and dialogue for processes and companies and give a digital experience of feeling included. Thank you, Jenni. Uh, and it was a good good brief explanation. I think it's important to understand what Housebase does because I think it's really strongly linked to the culture and also the way you want the employee experience to be built. So I've understood that uh, you want to offer remote work to everyone and in all places possible. And this is important part of your employer branding and the culture as well. So uh, I know that the legal restrictions are sometimes setting some boundaries uh, to, to en- enable this. So what, if we start with challenges, so what, what do you think have been the most challenging things in offering remote work abroad? Uh, yeah, basically we are a remote first company, so we are not requiring to, or, or our people can choose, as, as I mentioned, whenever and wherever they work. And uh, also challenging part what you what you also said is the legislation which is not developing i think at the same time what uh, how the working life trends are developing and um, it's tempting and highly valued and maybe the must have nowadays uh, for the company say that we are remote uh, we are allowing remote work but when it comes to the hr table <laughs> or the challenges uh, 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 they 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 solve the challenges and it's not that the, they don't see the thing in the same way when when for example if you take a look at the employer branding point of view but i think the challenging parts are that understand the framework and the country specific regulations taxation part uh, uh permanent establishment risks and um responsibilities between employer and employee uh, employer and employees 
I think those are the the challenging parts of the legislation and and in HR table how to enable remote work approach. Yeah, I I totally agree with you, Jenny, because uh, like from uh, my background and and Greenstep perspective, we also help customers with different topics when employees are either moving to another country or they want to do a remote work or or then companies hiring somebody to do a remote work in a other country. And I'm I'm sure that you you have also a bit uh, kind of a next level challenge when you also need to think the origin of the employee and what from what country the person is actually going to to which country because uh, my personal experience is more like mainly the companies we've supported are uh, based in Finland and that the people moving uh, are Finnish or the people hiring are within EU but if we go to outside of EU then we have a bit different set of regulations again or what would you say yes that's like Uh, it's super, super uh, important to have the global guidelines in the company, meaning that's the separate thing. And then there's a local guidelines and local restrictions and local things. So that uh, that's, of course, it's uh, adding complexity if you have more countries. And that's, yeah, that's probably the hardest part or the challenge that how to do that, the country-specific legislations. And for example, in our case, we we have a lot of entities all over the world. So of course, we those we try to tackle uh, or prevent challenges that we are get know all the entities and the local legislations and uh, legislation in, in those countries. But yeah, it's not easy thing to do, but it's possible to do. With professional yeah. help. <laughs> yeah, and that's great to hear that you're still, it's it's kind of in, in your core because it's part of the product and service you offer. So it's kind of the same thinking in, in the employee experience as it is in customer experience. So I love that link. And, and now you actually brought up one uh, really concrete step, how you have tackled actually those challenges. So for example, this uh, global remote work policy or guidance, uh, uh, what what else uh, you have created to to help yourself as HR and, and the employees to, to understand that there are several steps to be taken before everything is like good to go? The first thing have been that we kind of uh, asked help for the HR team. So HR people sh- They should understand the framework. So we started a cooperation with experts and professionals, and they helped us. And and we have done got the work together there. So there is a very very important part that that you have someone who you can trust and you can help you with that. And then after the HR department or our function understand the framework and the. Um, requirements, it's super uh, important to um, create the guideline or the policy and easy version of that to the employees that they also understand that they doesn't need to understand everything, but like pick up the things what they have to understand. So, so for example, we have the global guidelines, like the very long guideline paper, and then we have like five step easy five-step guide to employees when they think about first the uh, 
when they think about that, I would like to work abroad. And then those are the concrete things, what we have done, but also the very important part is the communication that, that people know who they should contact, what should I do when I think about this kind of possibility. Because it will be, in our company, it's like we have yeah, a lot few a lot of those cases that people want to work abroad. But I really believe that in the future, it will be like everyday thing for the companies that they should be on top of this topic. Yes, I totally agree with that. And, and I want to uh, ask more about these communications a little. So I'm, I'm sure that uh, not everybody have been so happy that there is so much to think of uh, as, as employees. So how would you describe, I understand you don't need to reveal everything, but how you would feel as an HR that people, how have they understood that this is not just like a black and white thing uh, in every uh, or easy thing to do? Like I think many uh, many advertisements that you can see actually in social media may let, gives you the picture that it's easy. Uh, and yes, it is easy when all is set and agreed, but but the, the trip there may take some time. So what has been the kind of thinking when you launched the guidance or have been using it? I think the like the key point there is that you are not revealing it as a whole at first point but you do kind of like soften version of the uh how what i mentioned the five-step guideline for the people because usually people doesn't like rules people doesn't like policies every time when hr comes with a new policy the the reflection is that okay new policy again so it depends a lot how you not what you do is more like how you present them and uh, this is like partly what I have said also to our employees. It, it, this is not house space. We as a company, like we would, uh, this is not, we are not requiring this legislation, for example, in Finland, require this, that we are doing it in a right way. So that usually helps. But I like the communication with the employees, I, I really encourage every HR person to give the soft five-step guidelines where you have like five words what to do when you think about this. It's easier to approach people rather than you give 20 or 30 page long work, uh, remote work abroad policy in front of them. Yeah, and that that's a really good tip actually to to in any policy work or in any case when you start working with people. And usually these days, I think people like they say in some research too that we don't even have the patience or we are not able to concentrate on a long long documents or a longer podcasts even or a longer videos. So I think it's a good way to to get the first feeling with the really brief three steps and then moving forward yeah and i think like a quick comment for that that it it have to be easy to understand and easy to read very quickly what is expected from my side as an employee and and why it's important for me as an employee what is it for me so the communication then that part that how you communicate that why it's important that employee take these steps then it's easier to understand them as well. 
Yeah, and perhaps uh, there there are some steps that I think are always uh, included uh, from and from employee perspective as well. So kind of uh, for for us in HR, this may be some self evident, but I'm going to anyhow mention them. Is is about social security and pension. So uh, mainly remote work is done. Uh, at least a week, and, and in many cases longer. Uh, so the AY1 certificate process is important. And actually, just uh, there were there, or there was a change uh, that now uh, is required in Finland. Actually, if you leave from Finland, that you should get the A1 even for a one-day business trip. Well, it's going to be interesting to see whether this is going to be handled in practice so easily, and whether people do this, or then they just apply A1s for everybody with. And and then we'll see see whether they need to use it. But uh, but these are those things that I'm sure that the employee needs to understand too. That the social security and pension payments are done to a certain country, which is Finland. If you leave from fin- Finland, uh, when you get the A1, uh, and and then like you mentioned, of course there are others to too. But any comments on this A1 certificate process or? <laughs> uh, yeah, maybe my comment is that that. Uh... I, I see that a positive challenge and opportunity for the HR people again, like see the, the how we can do that in the easiest way. I what we have, it require more work from HR, like obviously, but but still, I we we have thought about already with my team that how we could do that, that that would be easiest way for the. For the people who travel, especially who travel a lot, as as you mentioned, that are we going to take it for everyone or the or the certain people, and is it a certain uh, time time frame? And but it's interesting, I would say. Yeah, and I'm sure that that's also um, one way of trying to to kind of tackle this uh, this uh, current situation from the authorities' perspective. Yeah. Sometimes, um, and I would uh, like. Um, like to think that of of course we do legal changes for a reason uh, of course sometimes they feel uh, not well justified but like you said sometimes hr policies are not well justified if you think about from the employee's perspective uh, so there is always this legal framework we we want to comply with uh, and with remote work it, it requires understanding in several countries then depending on where the people want to work but if I uh, uh, look at it a bit from a different angle than just the legal perspective, uh, if we look back, the great resignation phenomenon and these COVID times in general have changed the way people think about work and what is important to them. And, and that's possibly one of those reasons that remote work has kind of increased a lot. Uh, and I think this is really linked to the need and want to work abroad as said. So what would you see as the main drivers for remote work abroad for people what you have now experienced? I think that the people are not or they are no not anymore glorifying like long working hours and fitting their own life, the personal life to the work life. That has been maybe in that way in the past, but it it has turned upside down and now the work-life balance and the flexibility are the key things and uh, remote uh, or working abroad 
enables the these like fe- flexibility and uh, balancing your work life, um, your, your working life and personal life. So I think those are the key drivers and the main drivers and the trend, which is also that that you are hiring talent all over the world. You are not like as I, if I see the employer side that you are not anymore like trying to find talent or you can't find the talent in the in the specific countries. You have to be like agile and flexible flexible in that sense too so so of course there's a different policies a different like er services which are i think in future as well for the employees but but still remote work abroad is a part of that yes and that's great that you brought up this eor uh, because uh, those organizations uh, i'm sure they are Uh, also developing their services and the legal framework around those uh, providers is also all the time uh, developing. So there should, you should also be alert so that understanding what are the what are the differences or what's changing and and when it's uh, valuable valuable to have that kind of a cooperation and when it makes sense to to have a employee hired in your company. So there are a lot of alternatives too, of course. Uh, how would you see, has the remote working um, and, and the willingness to work abroad, uh, as, as, um, has it increased or has it affected your culture or has it been just there all the time at, at Housebase? I think because our company have been like since day one, we have been remote first company. So the work-life change around us haven't affected that much for our for or strongly to our culture i think we are in a very special and and good place in that sense that our own online platform is supporting remote and asynchronous work which of course make it easier it's, and it's a key thing for us i think that would be A bit weird if we would not be remote first company, but we are providing an online platform and tool for that, that would enables that. So in that sense, it doesn't have been that, um, or we have grown to that kind of remote culture. But um, of course, from HR uh, perspective, there is a downside, like like a lot and and concerns about that people are feeling loneliness, being siloed. And maybe one of the main questions, um, which is uh, what is on my uh, head, is how we tackle, prevent and see early enough those who are quietly burning out. Meaning that when you are remote and you might be that you are not seeing each other like face to face, I have I haven't seen all of our employees face to face never so how you kind of sense those small things that somebody is is oh, having too hard workload or not feeling good because those are very easy to sense when you are face to face but when you are in Zoom or in in some uh, other online meeting uh, <laughs> It's, it's, it's not always easy thing to do. So, of course, that's on my head. Like that's that's the main main thing for me. 
how we tackle that. But I think the key key element in culture is to kind of have a good tools for collaboration and value cooperation and and how we take care of others in your company culture, especially in remote work companies. Yes, and I totally agree with you. And and that doesn't even need to be remote work abroad. Of course, <laughs> that that gives you a bit more challenge to see face to face. So that that kind of the distance is, is shorter if you're in Finland, of course, depending on which area in Finland. But anyhow, so I think that's a really in, important area and, and that would be a great one topic for another podcast, I would say, uh, to think about. But that's a really good angle for this discussion as well when you think about having people work, working remotely. Uh, so so the it's unfortunately a different kind of... Uh, loneliness and other kind of uh, uh, even even kind of uh, uh, people being kind of mentally sick due to the fact that they've been working so much alone so and that might there I'm sure there won't be any universal uh, ways of uh, just this is the right thing to do and this is how you fix it so I think it goes uh, perhaps along with the fact that in the leadership research and, and leadership uh, practices now believed is that people need to be led individually. So you need to know the individual. So you shouldn't take the same methods and tools for each team member. Most likely team members need different things and that put, puts more pressure and on leadership skills for those team leaders. And then again, we need to also support those team leaders if they work remotely. So totally agree with you, Jenny. Yeah, yeah, and then I would like to add for that that I'm I'm enthusiastic about that topic, so I could talk a lot. But kind of like what is one like valued um, thing in in the work life nowadays is the self leadership skills as well. You have to have very very strong uh, self leadership skills if you work remotely because that's. That's that's not gonna work if you don't have them. And then how you emphasize the shared leadership that that how we all take care of others and how we share that responsibility that we all ask from our colleagues how you are doing, uh, can I help you? How we create that kind of community and and uh, and workplaces. But yes. that's another topic. Yeah, <laughs> and I couldn't discuss. agree with you more also with that topic and must still add uh, that the self-leadership uh, skills is something that is defined in so many ways and you yes. even need to actually define it within the company. That, okay, what it means for our cooperation and like you also added this shared leadership. So, and how we actually support that kind of uh, competence development if all people uh, don't have uh, that all the skill set there so that that's really important and it doesn't mean need to be from hr can drive and facilitate and provide tools but of course it needs to also grow inside the company so kind of people are daily giving tips to each other or having that kind of a open and, and kind of a learning environment yeah i think it have to be somehow in the core of the company culture the, their dna kind of like as you said hr can't do the work and they can provide help but yeah it's it have to be in the core of the thing if you want to make it successful yes but 
as we know, all good things come to an end <laughs> at some point. So we are now closing this podcast. Uh, and it's been a pleasure to talk with you, Jenny. So to close, uh, would you still like to share your three tips or takeaways for listeners about the remote work abroad? And keeping the employer perspective, of course. Yes, I was th- thought about these, uh, but maybe my key takeaways uh, from employer side would be that make sure that your HR uh, department understand the framework and the responsibilities. So teach them, coach them, uh, uh, ask help. Uh, second point is do proper guidelines with professionals and make sure that they are like understandable. Of course, the, the HR um, point of view, but also the employer point of view. And then third one, the most important part, communicate, communicate, communicate. Have a dialogue with the employees that they, they understand. Yeah, and of course, we can link the cultural perspectives, what yes. we just ended up talking today to this communication. Yes, exactly. too. So thank you so much, Jenny. It's been a great pleasure to discuss this today with you. And I said there would be more to discuss, but let's <laughs> let's see when that happens again in a podcast, perhaps. And I truly believe this discussion has given a food for thought and some tools for us at HR, uh, how to handle remote work abroad. Thank you, Jenny, once again. Thank you. It was a pleasure to be here with you. And thank you all listeners too. So if you liked what you heard, you can listen more uh, Green Step podcasts in Spotify. You can also follow us in LinkedIn, Facebook and Twitter. Have a great day. Bye bye. <laughs>